Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Sorry for the weird lighting. It's half raining out, so I have the camera under a pavilion, and I'm just getting a little bit of sprinkly. But we're going to go ahead and uh, get going here. And today I kind of want to talk about um, this this idea. I've been t- I was talking with a friend about this yesterday, and so I-, I wanted to think about it a little bit more and then go into the Scripture and see what the Scripture would have to say. And it's about standing alone even when the whole rest of the world seems to say the opposite direction. And I'm talking specifically now about how do we as Christians respond to things like the church growth movement, where it is, I look around at at all of what they're doing. I look around at the doctrine and the the denial oftentimes and the, the rejection oftentimes of the true gospel of Jesus Christ. And what I start to see when I'm seeing that is it starts to get to you going, you know, like almost every single church is following this thing. Why am I not following this? And I have to keep going back to Elijah. Okay. We have to understand this, that the religious leaders of Jesus day were the Pharisees. And Jesus basically said, hey, do what they tell you to do, but don't do what they do. They're clueless. And unfortunately, we're in this era now where I think that's kind of where we are. We're back in this era, in this situation, where we have a whole lot of things that look really Christian, and they're not. You can tell Christianity when somebody is living their life by the Bible. You can tell Christianity when somebody, they don't care what the outside world thinks. They want to open the scriptures. You can tell Christianity when they care more about what God says in their life than what their pastor says or the latest fad book says or the latest Christian diet or Christian program or Christian whatever. And the reality is I'm I'm not saying there's people here that are not saved. What I am saying is that there are a whole lot of people who are doing what they may think is right, and it's not. And this is exactly the point I got to in the book Josiah's Sanctification, where Josiah really believed he was following God correctly, and then they found the book of the law and brought it to him. And despite all of his positive effort to follow God by what he thought, the book of the law demonstrated he was wrong. And so he changed his ways. He sanctified his kingdom in accordance with the word of God. And that is what the important part is. And so as I was discussing this, you know, it's like I, I talked to so many people about some of these issues and most of them are like, well, what's so wrong with this? Well, what's so wrong with this? Because it denies this. Okay, I did the book, The Art of Shallow Neighboring, which was a parody of the book, The Art of Neighboring, which has been pushed out by every major church in my town. Yet I've not found one Christian who's actually read the book. There are 16 Bible verses in that entire book. That's it. 12 of them are completely out of context. They are using those verses to teach something the Bible had never intended to teach. That's why I wrote a large apologetic at the end of my parody explaining what the errors and the problems and the situations were. So it gets back to this and go, am I just wrong? Am I just this... this bitter, angry old man and whatever. Oh, I know I look pretty young, but you know, it gets to this, to this issue and I'm not that old either, you know, 
but it gets to this issue. It, it, it gets to this, this point. Am I just this bitter person? Do I just need to, hey, you know, just, just follow along where the church is going. Be unified. Be unified. And then we find this section of scripture from 1 Kings 19. We're going to pick up in verse 9. So this is right after Elijah had confronted the Israelites with their false Baal worship. He demonstrated who the one true God is. They killed all of the false prophets and false priests of Baal. And then he turned the nation back to serving God. Ahab at this point in time apparently repented. Well, his wife apparently did not. At least in some degree, or this was a seed that will eventually form repentance in the king. A temporary one at least. But now Elijah is fleeing. He's running for the hills. He's seeking his own solitude. And we find in 1 Kings 19, starting in verse 9, Then he came to a cave and lodged there. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? He says, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. The sons of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword, and I alone am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And God said to him, Go forth and stand in the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord will pass by. And a great wind was rendering the mountain and broken into pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of gentle blowing. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle, went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, a voice came to him saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? And then he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the sons of Israel have forsaken your covenant and torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword, and I alone am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, Go, return your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you have arrived, you shall anoint Hazel king over Aram, and Jehu the son of Nimshi you shall anoint as king over Israel, and Elisha the son of Shaphat of Elialmeleth shall become you shall anoint as a prophet in your place. It shall come about that the one who escapes from the sword of Hazel, Jeol, shall put to death. The one who escapes from the sword of Jeol, Elisha, will put to death. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees of whom have not bowed before Baal, and every mouth whom has not kissed him. What is the point of this passage in light of this discussion, these thought processes going through in my daily walk? Well, what it has to do with is the fact that, that despite the entire nation is walking away from what the God truly is, God will always serve a remnant. And I gotta say that I got a chance this year to see this remnant because I got a chance to get out and do Christian camps again for the first time in almost a decade. And I actually met people. It's like, where have you been? These are people who have not bought in to all of this pragmatism and the, the cool and cutesy and fancy ways. And these are people who truly live by the gospel of Jesus Christ, not people who look for church growth plans and, and practices to get the numbers of people here who are not doing church to entertain themselves, but to actually preach the gospel. 
Then we find Bible studies that we actually preach the gospel and open up the word of God, not some DVD curriculum from some guy that probably shouldn't even be a Bible teacher anyway because he hasn't even talked about the Bible in 20 minutes. The remnant is out there, people. And I know on the conviction of God, because I was not raised in a church, I came up in Christ, recognizing, and I have looked at every religious system. I have looked into all the different ways. I have sought what Christ has given me, and I have found it lacking everywhere. And it's not the church who has given it to me. It is the word of God who has given it to me. And so I will analyze any church in any position, in any book, in any character, in any attitude against the word of God. And whatever is found lacking is hay, wood, and stubble. And only what is in here is going to stand until the end of times. So when we think we are the only Christians left, there are still more. Pray that you might find them in your local region. But remember, even if the whole world seems to have gone crazy, the whole world seems to have left behind the entire concept of Christianity, remember, it is the voice of God is what we obey. Not the church, not the pastor, not the books. It is the voice of God that we obey. And the voice of God is always in alignment with this. And what I see so many times is many modern churches are not in alignment with this. So don't be afraid if you feel like you're the only one left. Do not fear. Go forth and serve God to the best of your ability. That's what I want to talk about today. So I mentioned two books here. Links for those and my other books are in the description down below. Thanks for watching, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.